Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. I'm Caleb Oaks. Hey, Caleb. Last week, we talked about – we continued our discussion about all the stuff that Microsoft is doing and what we saw at the Build Conference out in uh, in Seattle. Um, specifically, specifically, we talked about co-pilots on top of Power BI. Uh, I thought this week it might be interesting to talk about what fabric the new Microsoft data stack uh, uh, branding and package, um, what that means in terms of – do you still need to have all these ancillary tools? Do you yeah. still need to have your talons and your data bricks and your – I mean, we've got a, a, a picture somewhere that must have 70 of these things on them. And we've seen proposals for from companies um, that have, you know, sort of eight tools that you need to run your data warehouse. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good question. I think that this is – this is honestly something that just bugs me personally. Like, of how many – I mean, if you haven't seen it, you Google it, like Google the modern data stack or modern data tools or something and just look at the images. Like there are so many tools out there. It's unfreaking believable. Yeah. And um, some of them are open source. Some of them are not. Almost all of them you've got to pay for, I guess, except for a true open source. But there's some uh, a lot of the software that you see now is like they'll have an open source version, but then they also have paid versions. That's like better features and stuff. So, um, but there's, it's just like so many, you could, you could literally pick a different tool for every single layer um, of an ETL pipeline or data pipeline. uh, And if you want it, and it's just, it just gets unbelievable. And it's, it's so crazy. And the, the marketing of these things is, is really, really good. Yeah. And, um, well, you some know, of the tools can, are really good, actually. Some it's, of the tools are good, yeah. It's not to say bad things about the tools, but mm-hmm. you're having to cobble together a lot of stuff. Right, right. And that that opens up a whole host of other challenges. But, um, you know, what I think think about this Fabric thing, and it's really what Microsoft had been trying to do with Azure Synapse for a, a long time, uh, or at least for the past couple of years, is kind of consolidate that stuff. And Synapse, the Synapse workspace and Synapse Analytics does a pretty good job of it. Yeah. It does. It's still... I, I think in general, it's still a little bit more advanced in order to make gain widespread adoption. But I think um, it did a pretty good job and still is doing a really good job of um, consolidating some of those things. Now, not to say like something like talent or some other sort of like data quality tool or something like that, that still might be useful in certain cases. But um, getting rid of so many different tools that oh, you could, this tool just allows you to query the data, you know, you can. You don't need those things. Like, yeah, you can keep those in a single stack of stuff, and you know, Fabric makes that really easy. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of attractiveness to that. I think some people will feel like, oh, I don't want to be locked in then to this. You know, Microsoft's going to own me mm-hmm. at that point. And and in, in fact, there is some truth to that. I mean, right. if you buy into that ecosystem. Um, yeah, it's going to be painful if you want to move somewhere else. Like you want to move to, I don't know, uh, Snowflake has this iceberg parquet file data lake thing. Um, maybe there will be tools to make that happen, but you're going to have to do a lot of work probably. Yeah, I guess that's one of the advantages, right, of having a bunch of different tools. I don't think this advantage outweighs the disadvantages of it, but it's a little bit more modular, right? So if you have a, a tool for doing your data movement and something better comes out, then you can maybe just replace that one piece right? a little bit easier. But um, but I guess you could you could make an argument. You could do that if you're on the Microsoft stack too. But 
Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, anyway, nothing it, would keep you from doing that. Except yeah. there are probably some key central pieces that you just can't do that. You're mm-hmm. not going to replace one lake. Well, yeah. actually, that's not true. You yeah. could go to AWS and then point to the AWS data from one lake. You yeah, could. you could. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I always say at the end of the day, it's just it's tables and it's rows and it's JSON files. It's just data, right? Yeah. You're just and it's just the tool that you're putting on top of it to work with that data. It really doesn't matter, quite frankly, what tool it is. Um, what really does matter is how you use the tool, and you're applying best practices to your data, and you're building stuff that's going to be scalable and stable and robust, and get the business the insights that they need. Um, in a in a good way. Yeah. Right? I think that definitely applies to the infrastructure layer. So your data pipelines, your storage, your modeling. Um, uh, and, and it goes beyond that. But if you have some kind of analysis tool that you really like instead of maybe Azure machine learning or something that you want to do pr- uh, predictions with, fine. You can connect those up to mm-hmm. this infrastructure and use it. Um, so I'm not actually, I'm sort of thinking that maybe I wasn't right. It's not so much lock in. I mean, it is a bit, if you want to move where your data sits. Yeah. Right. Right. There's some advantages though. I mean, you've got some cost advantages for sure. Um, you've got support advantages. You've got the advantage that Microsoft is going to hopefully make sure all the different pieces work really well together. Yeah. You've got an advantage that when Microsoft updates one piece, they've already tested. <laughs> it's not going to break other pieces right. where, you know, I'm sure you've had the experience when you have third-party tools, an update happens to, you know, the main storage tool, and then, okay, we need to rush out an update for this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's all sorts of challenges. There. Not feature. that that won't happen, but Right. That feature you're it. using, it's no longer oh, yeah. decided to be deprecated. Right. It's like, Jesus. How do you think? <laughs> how do you think that the AI copilots and that functionality plays into this? Do you think that that those types of tools are going to be so valuable that you sort of maybe would even give up some of the flexibility just to have it there so you can use those tools on it? Well, that's actually a really good point. It's an interesting topic because you know if Microsoft was not so heavily invested in open AI and you know, chat GBT wasn't so popular, then I might lean a little bit more towards the open source tools because uh, you're going to have open source developers using, like building things into those, those right. tools um, a little bit easier. And you're going to have the power of like the developer community behind it. But um, with Microsoft, I think everything's going to, where we saw it at the, at the build event, like things are, things are just going to be nice and cohesive and it's going to be easy. So I think that, being on Microsoft stuff and like doing fabric and being on power BI and Azure is going to be a huge advantage in terms of productivity based AI in some of this data, data fields. I think that's right. And I'm sure they'll have interactivity with all of the office tools, Mm -hmm. not just Excel, but PowerPoint word, you know, it'll all come together. Yeah. I expect it. Sometimes it's those little things that you, that are taken for granted, like how well, those Microsoft things work together. Like you think about fabric, which is where this Microsoft co or the power BI copilot, at least in the demo, that's where that lived. And yeah. um, you get to take advantage of all the security groups and everything that you've already got that to control your environment as part of office 365, if that's what you're on uh, and you don't have to manage a separate thing. It's one of the, that's one of the kind of the, the pain points with, you know, other third party tools like a snowflake or, or like a DBT or something you, there might be some integration, but it's just not it's just not the same as having yeah. a Microsoft tool that handles that for you. 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're Microsoft stack here, so we're biased, but we have always said we're open to moving to a better tool when it comes out, yeah, and, for uh, sure. and Microsoft just keeps staying ahead of it. I mean, the investment in OpenAI was amazing. OpenAI seems to be, you know, leading the pack, although, you know, Meta, Google, everybody's coming along. But do those guys have the rest of the ecosystem where it really all comes together? Right, right, really for your, like, the productivity, for your workflow yeah you know, as a business user it's just tough to beat i think that's right it's a good point so for the business user it is tough to beat if you're if you're producing generative video or right. you know i'm sure there's all sorts of medical applications and various things where there are definitely going to be people that aren't microsoft that are coming out with the best in class oh, software yeah. and tools but if you're do, if you're talking about business productivity you know answering business questions and business bi and and all of that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be hard to bring in an outside tool that's going to probably, that's going to work as well as the Microsoft tools on right. the Microsoft stack. Right. Yeah. I think a good example of that is just, uh, is, I know it's a little off topic, but is Slack. You know, it's like Slack was a big deal for a while. And then, yeah. and then Microsoft came out with Teams, Teams. and it was like, <laughs> well, it. Teams yeah. is integrated with all my other stuff I already use. So I'm not going to do That's a great example because I actually liked Slack better than Teams. And I don't know if I do now because I've been using Teams now for years. Um, it could be that Slack is still better than Teams. Might be, yeah. But Teams works with all the other tools so well <laughs> right. that I'm not going to bother with it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a great example. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. I think you covered right. it nicely. All right. Good. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.